0: Welcome to the AI Learner's Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of the modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learner Lounge podcast for episode 13. Now, before we start this episode, I do want to preface it by letting you know that ChatGPT helped create this episode. Now, I want you to think for a moment about your initial reaction when I said that. If you're new to this podcast and you don't know me well, you might be a little bit off put by knowing that. You might be wondering whether ChatGPT wrote every word I'm saying or if this is actually my voice clone talking which it's not, don't worry, but you might be questioning the value of this episode, especially if you're still on the fence about AI. If you do know the podcast well or you follow me on social media, you might have been a bit intrigued by that statement. You might be wondering if I have a new prompt for a podcast assistant, how this ties into some of the new GPT releases that came out yesterday, or maybe you're curious about the workflow, which is encouraging, but that's not what this episode's about. Whether you fall into the first category, the second, or something else, you have your own assumptions, your beliefs, and your attitudes about AI and learning and development in general that influence how you perceive AI and the value of human contribution that comes with it. And oftentimes these perceptions, they can cast a shadow over our own expertise and our role as humans in the process. When I made that statement that ChatGPT helped create this episode, it was no longer about the ideas that I was bringing or the value I was contributing. For better or worse, it became about the AI. So how are these perceptions formed? And more importantly, how does it affect us as learning and development and how we're perceived in the organization and with our learners? And what can we do about that? That's what this episode's really all about. As humans, we're complicated, complex creatures, and we're often faced with complicated, complex situations, but our brain doesn't necessarily like that. It doesn't like complicated, so it looks for ways to simplify with mental shortcuts. And these mental shortcuts, they're formed by cognitive bias, which is based on a filter that we've made up based on our own personal experiences and our preferences, You've probably heard a few of these before, right? The sunk cost fallacy, where we keep investing in something, even though we have evidence that it's not working, but we don't want to give up because we don't want to fail. Or imposter syndrome, something we often feel where we've kind of internalized the fear of being outed as a fraud and we start to question and doubt our own skills and abilities. And there's many more like these. So when we think about how we perceive AI and the human contribution in that, it's no surprise that a lot of these cognitive biases are at work. A few months ago, I read an article by Ethan Mollick. I like reading a lot of those articles by him. This one was detecting secret cyborgs. But there was one statement in that that stood out for me, and that was, That the ability of AI to write in a way that seems human, it's really powerful, but only when people think it's coming from an actual human. So when they learn they're receiving AI-created content, they start to judge it differently. They assume that it's either lower quality or somehow different than it would be if it came from a human, regardless of what that human's role was in that process and how well they've built in their own expertise and made it their own content it's already kind of tainted by that AI. So you probably heard of the halo effect before, and that's where we have a tendency for our positive impressions of someone in one area to spill over and influence another. So for me, If you have a positive view of me when it comes to AI and learning and development, you might also assume that I know a little bit about what I'm talking about when I'm talking about all these cognitive biases. You might not have actually questioned my actual experience or knowledge of it or education that I've had to know about these things I'm talking about. And on the flip -flip side is the reverse. If you see me good at AI, you might be more critical of my ability to speak to other non-technical topics. Now, for the record, I'm not a psychologist, but I've done a lot of research and work with clients specific to bias and influencing our behavior. So I'm not an expert. That's something to keep in mind, but also just be open-minded about what I'm saying, and you can look into this more on your own, too, because it's really interesting when we think about how all these internal things affect our perceptions and our beliefs and the decisions we make. Now, when we look at the halo effect, it's interesting because it also applies to how we view products. So if we have an experience that's positive with one product, it also creates a positive view of others, even if they're not remotely related. So if we are a McDonald's fan and we love their food and suddenly they want to try out a taco, we might think that's the coolest thing in the world and we might try that. So that's where we really get into branding and having that Branding built in where we have that perception of a company and we're familiar with them. We trust them. And it also gets into celebrity endorsements. So we have a positive view of a celebrity like Taylor Swift. And when she endorses products, if we're a fan and we have a positive view of her, we're more willing to go out there and try those. And we view them positive because she likes them. So this effect, it also translates quite well over to AI and how we view AI-generated content or experiences that are created with AI or supported by AI. So if we have a positive view of generative AI, like ChatGPT, we're probably gonna view courses or learning activities created by it more positively. And we might get excited by it. We might want to see that in our organizations. And we're looking at it from that perspective. Then there's also the negative form of the halo called the horns effect. That's where if the tool has a perceived flaw, In this case, it's not human. That might be the only flaw. It could be the hallucinations we've seen, other things. But that one flaw of the one tool, it casts a shadow on all aspects of the learning materials it creates, regardless of how small the role is in the process, regardless of how well we vet the materials and add in our human contributions. It's still there. That perception is really hard to change once we have that initial perception of it. And there's also a ton of other biases at play. We have, when we think about AI, there's a few different ones out there specific to it, which was the automation bias. And that's a blind preference for automated responses over manual sources of information. And then you have the opposite, which is algorithm adversion bias, where we distrust automated responses. Now, with generative AI, in this sense, we're not talking about automated responses or trusting the source of information because we know that a human's going to be reviewing that and that it's had that human in the loop in that process. But it also spills over to the content we create with it because there's still always going to be a little bit of that bias there. And we can see this at play in some of the different studies that I previously shared on this podcast and on the AI Innovation Lounge website with the radiology in particularly. So that one did come into decision-making and how we use AI content and AI advice, where the human alone, it performed fine. AI alone performed great. But when put together, human and AI, it just performed lower than either of them. And that's because the humans either blindly trusted it without putting in their expertise, or more commonly, they just ignored it because they felt they knew best. So these type of things are what we're going to be seeing, and when we look at the different biases, like the halo effect or the automation bias, these influence how we view AI and AI-generated content. But there's one thing missing from that conversation, and that's humans. We get so caught up on what AI is doing, so focused on it and how we view it, that it really overshadows the human role in that process. And that's where for learning and development, it brings a huge risk for us. If our learners are so focused on the fact that AI is involved in our workflow, if they're so focused on the fact that it's an AI that's in the e-learning in a chatbot, maybe, it changes the perception of the content. And even more so, it changes their perception as us, as professionals. So whether that perception they have of the AI is good or bad, it diminishes our role in that process and it affects how valued we are. So, for example, I work with AI a lot. Uh, It's very well known that I do this on social media. I share it out. Professionally, people I work with know and the volunteer organizations I work with. And there's been times I've been given permission or told that I could use AI to brainstorm or draft content. And as much as I'd like to, I might have actually done that on my own. When it's presented to me saying that I can use it or I should use it, I'm always a little bit reluctant. Because I know regardless of the quality, regardless of how much effort I put into the prompting and the back and forth conversation to really get it to where it needs to be, my role in that is diminished. So when we think broader in the organization and how this influences learning and development's perceived value – When we look at this, we need to consider learning and development and kind of our own social power within the organization. Now, power can often have a negative connotation in this sense. I'm talking about the potential to influence change and to increase leadership effectiveness. So from that perspective of looking at it, we can look at French and Raven's six bases of power, and their six bases are coercive, reward, legitimate, reverent, expert, and information. So for learning and development, a lot of our organizational power and the influence we have is from that expert base. So expert power traditionally stems from specialized knowledge, skills, and experiences. For us as learning and development, that's all of our experience that we bring to the table, our knowledge of learning theories, different models, frameworks, our experience and application with that and all of that expertise that we have. With the cognitive biases at play with AI, it has the potential to shift that, which means that our expert power base could shift too. So if AI is perceived as having the primary role in our processes, our influence on strategic organizational learning initiatives it might wane, and the unique insights we bring to the table might be underestimated. It could also lead to a shift in resource allocation budgets might increasingly favor technological solutions over our human-led developments and innovations within learning and development. Beyond that, that shift could even alter the role of learning and development professionals themselves. So instead of being the creators of content, we might be relegated to being curators of AI-generated materials or really having more AI in our workflow that we don't necessarily want. And that's going to diminish our roles and. We're not just going to be L&D order takers that so many of us are challenged with. We're going to be AI order takers if we're not careful with that. So that was a lot of doom and gloom. But there's a lot we can do to help influence perceptions. And really, it starts with highlighting our human expertise. So we need to be able to clearly communicate the human expertise that's involved in creating and overseeing AI content. One way to do this is to showcase the people behind the AI. Maybe we have a meet the team section on the intranet or an expert commentary sharing how we're using these tools and why we're using them and what our role is with that. We can also share personal stories. So sharing how the human input has significantly improved the content or how human intuition has made a difference where AI couldn't. Having those emotions there, it plays a significant role in decision-making. And personal stories can positively influence how AIs perceive. Beyond that, we can also look at enhancing our human interaction. So increasing the type of human interaction we have in AI-powered courses. So maybe we add in a live Q&A session. Maybe we provide the opportunity and give personalized feedback. Or we have community forums that are moderated by human experts. Really bringing in that element of the human who's behind this and who's responsible for this and keeping them central to the role in AI-driven learning and development. And then we can also make sure we're recognizing human expertise. So for our L&D teams, publicly recognizing and celebrating achievements when the individuals and teams who work behind the scenes with these AI driven solutions, what they're doing, celebrating their achievements that affirm the value of human expertise, it sends a message that while AI might be powerful, it's really the human intelligence that fuses with it, that makes it valuable and effective. And it also serves as an educational function. So by recognizing these individuals, we're informing the wider community about their roles and the expertise that's required to work with AI and what that human involvement is. Thank you for joining me for episode 13 of the AI Learner Lounge. I hope you'll join me Tuesday for our next episode.